Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. C, senior. Brand new week, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, to kick off an historic week, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Who else? Tom Brady. The GOAT. The greatest of all time. The greatest pitcher of pigskins to ever don the tight pants of the football god. My son said as we are sitting on the couch, is he wearing lip gloss? I said, yeah, I think he probably is. His wife's a supermodel, and they kind of advertise a lot of products, so he probably is. I just have a feeling he's so dreamy, his lips are naturally glossy. Just naturally moist and shiny? Yes. And the reason I said it's an historic week is another impeachment starts today, although I don't think the average person is paying attention or gives a crap, but we can talk about that more later. Sheer. Uh, Anybody hungover? Or ate too much <laughs> listening right now? There's got to be a number of hungover people listening. I could have ate and drank less. There's been a lot of Mondays after a Super Bowl where I was feeling pretty rough. Oh, yeah. Work. Oh, yeah. A lot of them. Like, like double digits, definitely. Where, the, I, where I went to work on Monday, just, oh, punishing. The non-West Coast part of the country has it a little tougher. Oh, no if doubt. you have a drink or two post-game, whatever, all of a sudden it's nine ten o'clock at a night. A drink or two? <laughs> what kind of a Super Bowl party are you throwing? <laughs> I'm not going to your party. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I pity those on the East Coast who started three hours later. It's I've like been a to work function. Everybody gets two drink tickets. Yeah. Now, I've been to many Super Bowl <laughs> parties where everybody's trying to figure out what, where they are the next morning and where their car might be and who are you? Lots of those. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now oh that's boy. a Super Bowl party. No, not at my party. Two drink tickets. I need you to sign here, initial here and course, here. That was during the like decade era of the Super Bowl where they were always blowouts, like 55 to 6 or whatever. Yeah. And way more drinking happened then, I think, because it's just, there's, what else? We're all here. There's lots of booze and food. There's no point in watching the game. Right. So you know, let's get a drink. Up. I just get heard. Hammered. I just heard something so interesting. It's going to change my view of the Super Bowl forever. Wow! I heard an interview with Tom Brady, and they asked him what the key was, and he said, "We believed in ourselves all year long." And I thought, "Oh my God, there you go." The other team clearly didn't believe in themselves. Right. right. They weren't even trying. The Kansas City Chiefs went into the Super Bowl thinking we're probably going to lose, yeah. whereas. I wish I had different teammates, Pat Mahomes is thinking. Tom Brady believed in himself. Wow. And what a revelation. It's Why do you waste simple. all that time practicing then and training? So glad the interviewer asked the question. So glad he answered it. And then so glad the media outlet aired that very answer as as if we should hear that. <laughs> Such insight. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got I to gotta jot that down. Give me a second. Who is that for? The question, the answer, and then airing it. Yes. Well, it was funny. As I was watching the game, I thought, that gentleman has the demeanor of an insurance executive in the middle of an average day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he got fired up a couple of times and was barking at a couple of people, but it was it was very much... That happens in the insurance industry, too. Come on, we need those reports! All right. And that was about it. <laughs> well, it was his 10th one. How excited are you going to get? Well, it's another day at the office. Yeah. He believed in himself. Ah, dang it. <laughs> I was rooting well, for I the Chiefs. I didn't somebody say. I actually was rooting for Tampa Bay, so 
Turned wow. out pretty well for me. Bandwagon jumper. Well, I always fake fan. Boo! I didn't care who won, and if I don't care who won, I got this from my dad. I root for who was the underdog because mm. I find sure. not that much enjoyment rooting for who's supposed to win. Sure. <clears throat> and uh, I act- didn't actually think they had much of a chance to win, but blowout. So what do you? Yeah. Mean? Wild, wild injuries, Jack. Injuries were the key. I was following uh, Ian Bremmer, who uh, we're fans of here. He's a he's a pundit. Public a, intellectual doesn't doesn't matter global risk estimate doesn't matter guy. if you know who he is or not but just he's a public intellectual and we have him on about very serious topics and I saw his Twitter feed and I wondered should we be doing this is there is there is there money in this or an advantage he would he would tweet out Chiefs for the score Tampa Bay up three getting close you know whatever yeah after like everything that happened on your couch yeah and yeah. do people follow that on the Twitter from celebrities. Uh, I don't know. Not necessarily from celebrities, but live tweeting, like sporting event, like NBA Twitter during basketball games. Oh, no, is I get awesome. that, but no takes. Just reporting. another score for the Chiefs. Yeah, just reporting. Just facts. <laughs> I just to, is, should we be doing that? Another incompletion. I don't know. No. No. <laughs> I don't know. I won't, I won't be party to it. That was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Another flag. <laughs> Darn. So you believed in yourself. Yeah. Why did you? I can't believe he let the cat out of the bag. So he's been keeping this a secret. Right. It's like it's putting your playbook out on the Internet. For 21 years, he's kept right. that a secret in yeah. that now he's releasing. Now other, pe- <laughs> other people are going to say, well, we should believe in ourselves. What happens next year when all 30-something teams believe in themselves? I don't know. Is it a tie? Everybody <laughs> everybody has the same record? And- to depart from the delightful sarcasm for a moment, <laughs> it is, uh, it's odd that the greatest of all time in a Fast, violent, complicated game is so bland. Is he dumb? I finally decided Joe Montana was dumb. No, no, you can't. Well, how are we defining this? Yeah, it could be as a fairly narrow skill set. Dumb's the wrong word. Um, Yes. uh, 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 What would be the right word? Uh, Intellectually incurious. Yeah. Beyond what they're doing. He is probably totally fulfilled by what he does. You've mentioned you knew no, business people who say they've never read a book. Oh, yeah. Oh, Maybe yeah. a chapter or two of a management thing. But I know a number of people that have millions and are very successful that, that have never read a book. No. <laughs> and no, no attention to anything outside of what they do. Yeah, I have a feeling he's that sort of guy. Yeah. I mean, some of us are Renaissance men with a lot of different interests. His interest is reading a defense and, and, and hitting the tight end uh, on a seven-yard in route. And working out and reading... Eating right, which yes. would be, you know, which would get you to that part. Because I read a number of things. People probably saw them because they were everywhere. Tom Brady's typical day of eating. Tom Brady's typical day of working out. And I thought, I would go crazy in a week doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you have no other interests, and, and you know, I don't know what the right word is, not dumb, but just, you know, you, you can just focus on that. A singular and, focus. Yeah. yeah. And not think at age 40, I've done a lot of this. Maybe I'll do something else. No, I'm going to get up every single day. Yeah. Of my entire life at 5.30 and do exactly the same routine and sit here in the gym and do this many reps and eat my cherry and then, and then do this and then go have a half a banana. And, and, and I would think I, I could do that for like three days. Like, duh, this is not what I want to do with my life. If I committed a heinous crime and they sentenced yeah. me to that, I'd fashion a noose out of a bed sheet and end it in my go cell. Epstein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So I just thought you've got to be a certain sort of brain to even have any interest in doing that. Right, right. Well, well Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, oh boy. We, we have discussed uh, Michael Jordan, how he is so fanatically, maniacally competitive that it's caused him serious problems in his life. 
Um, it's it's that need. It's it's a lack of balance. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of youth sports and and would be uh, fathers of the next great star have realized that that work life or sport right. life balance is no. That's not the way. You got to go one sport year round. Work like crazy. So, so you're 17, you're having Tommy John surgery. Quit crying. Get back out Get there. up at 5.30 and stretch for an hour and then do a ice bath or whatever before you go to school. Yeah. Um, and then here's one other key to it, too. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. You have yeah. to believe you can win. Believe in self. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that and teamwork make the dream work, and that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Uh, nothing like watching the Super Bowl with your 70-year-old parents. There you and go. They start becoming opinionated, but it's just funny. To, <laughs> about what? Well, like the halftime show uh, or Tom oh, well, Brady. Yeah. and Like for Tom Brady, the announcer's talking about all those accomplishments, and my mom looks at me and goes, yeah, but do you think the man's happy? And I look at her and I say, I'm pretty sure he is, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Married to a supermodel and NFL star, millions of dollars. I'll bet he's a happy. A couple you know? of cute little kids. Honest to God, though, like Joe said, if I had to do what he does every single day this next year, I wouldn't trade. That's why all. you're not great. Well, probably, but I just couldn't do that. Every day, <laughs> the same stretches, workout, eating nothing, doing nothing, breakfast with the family, back to the gym, right. dinner with the family, goes to bed at 8.30 every night. He's the goat. You have goats. <laughs> it takes all kinds. Who wants to go to bed at 8.30 every night? The person married to a Brazilian supermodel. Yeah. I guess. If she's there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, just a quick note on Patrick Mahomes, who had somewhere between Loser! seven and the ten, Loser! Oh, oh, ten most impressive wow. incomplete passes I've yeah. seen. I know. Like, that was just the amazing. The one where he's parallel to the ground, yeah. side-arming it. Like on a frozen rope to the guy, and it just it hits him right in the hands, and the receiver just drops yeah. it. There You're fired! There were a couple of plays it was like the Matrix, where he was suspended in the 360, and, and then he'd throw it. And it's when, incredible. And when you do the Matrix thing, and you pull that off, and you actually throw the ball and hit somebody either in the head or the hands, and they don't catch it, how do you not just leave? <laughs> I'm leaving yeah. the stadium. If you're not interested in playing, then I'm not interested in playing. Here I go toward the exit. Little thing called believing in yourself. <laughs> you believed in yourself, you would have called that. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, February 8th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here we go, officially now, kicking off according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! <laughs> there you go. Wow! Transphobia! Oh. Transphobia! I hadn't even thought of that. Has he been hit with that yet? That's Probably. that's coming, right? Yeah. Kevin Harlan canceled. Please not. do not use gendered <laughs> language to, to address <laughs> everyone. So a man can't wear a bra and panties? Okay, <laughs> great. I'm not watching the NFL anymore. Oh, boy. To... To... <laughs> I won't even go further down that road. I was explaining the uh, the, the controversy around the skanky, skanky Miley Cyrus, who was part of the uh, the Super Bowl pregame. But we'll talk about that later. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's about like uh, the Kansas City offense. Not fine at all. Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> no, rough. It's, it's They're called touchdowns. <laughs> Score one. <laughs> Try believing in yourselves. A lot of stuff on the way. Oh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty. 
Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll be talking more about the Super Bowl pregame, halftime game itself, that sort of stuff. Um, uh, I'm in my usual state of completely sick of politics, but uh, Joe Biden's answer about during the halftime interview or pregame interview, it's now a thing where the president does an interview um, at the Super Bowl. And uh, his answer about opening schools made me so angry, having oh, watched boy. Dr. Gottlieb on Face the Nation, the very same network, a little earlier, which he had, uh, as a scientist, had a completely different answer than the politician who says he's following the science. So we'll uh, we'll hit you with that coming up a little later. I did not see that. The question in my mind is, did uh, the great Joe Biden get any pushback from the journalist? Oh, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Well, much more on that to come right now. Mailbag. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, if you have something to say or you think we ought to be talking about something. Send it along. Your freedom-loving quote of the day today, again, about the Constitution. This is from Ted Yoho. I don't know Ted Yoho's work. I like the quote. Maybe uh, Sean can bing that for us. Ted Yoho invented the way pirates laugh, perhaps? I don't know. Yoho-ho? No? Here we go. The American dream comes from opportunity. The opportunity comes from our founding principles, our core values that held together and are protected by the Constitution. Those ideas are neither Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, white, or black. Those are American ideologies. Well, there are plenty of people trying to change those founding principles right now, my friends. Yes? It's a Florida congressman or representative. Very nice. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. They're trying to uh, tell you that those founding principles are racist, systemically racist. Moving along to the correspondence, Joe from San Diego writes, good morning, two-year listener of the show. Two years? Well, cool. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate it, brother. Can you please, 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 please read Positive Sean Hate Mail? (laughs) Why? Well, he said, read the Positive Sean Hate Mail letter, like there's just one. (laughs) I love the part about protesting against Positive Sean. It's just good fun as long as Sean laughs. Kindly, Joe from San Diego. Actually, that's not very kind at all. So this person has been hammering hate mail that's not getting read, right? So now he's... I suspect so. Okay. Stop the hammering! I doubt he will, Lawrence. (laughs) Moving along. Uh, Let's see. Matt writes, You guys were talking last week about the top five most important uh, uh, issues from 20 years ago and 10 years ago and how much they've changed by party and how much less overlap we have these days. I was wondering what those top five were and how much of the deviation from them uh, is among Republicans and Democrats. Well, that's an I'll excellent bet, question. It really is a good one. That'll take a little effort, but I'll try to figure that out. I'll bet the Republicans still hold a lot of those issues as important, and I'll bet the Democrats are have changed. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I'll. I'll have to look into that. My guess is that uh, both of them, the top five of either party today, maybe one shows up on the one from twenty years ago. I think both of them have changed. I don't think there's one that stayed. I on th- those principles, I would the, agree. Yeah. I think I think six years ago, Matt would have been completely correct. It would have been uh, jobs, the economy, uh, you know, responsible government spending or something like that. Health, uh, anyway, not so much global warming, systemic racism, you know, whatever. Uh, guys, thought you'd love this. Nick writes while well, doing my taxes and screaming at the IRS online, as we all do. I noted an interesting tidbit. Inmates are allowed to accept the stimulus checks, even violent felons and lifers. This will allow people on death row to purchase great cell phones and meth that have been suitcased by visitors. Thanks, woke government. 
And he sends along the uh, the quote. What's um, the theory behind that? The uh, IRS cannot deny a payment to incarcerated individuals who are otherwise eligible. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. No clue. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know, I'm going to throw this in. It's from a friend of mine who is a farmer, uh, essentially. My California Farm Bureau board meeting last night was so depressing. The reports from anticipated changes federally and statewide are so negative for farming and ranching. Everything from insurance to water rates yeah. to Prop 19, putting the nail into small farming. Yeah. Back in the Paris Climate Accord, the death of the Keystone uh, Pipeline. And her point to me was that all of this serves giant corporate farms and ranches, mm-hmm. which is a point we've tried to make through the years to y'all, because it's, it's counterintuitive. A lot of the giant companies love these regulations, because they are the only ones who can afford compliance. That's why the Amazon has been lobbying for the $15 minimum wage, Right, mom and pops can't possibly do they it. Crush the competition. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tom Brady has been voted MVP of the Super Bowl for a record fifth time. Won his first Super Bowl at 24. He's won his seventh at 43. This has been an amazing year. Just really proud of all the guys, proud of all the coaches, the effort we put in. We knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. You want to get this far, you got to get the job done, and we did it. Mm. Ah. Getting the job done. See, that's the other thing that other players don't do. Yeah, They don't believe in themselves. They don't realize their back is against the wall. They don't believe people doubted them. You have to understand people were doubting you. Tom Brady will not be in the broadcast booth after his uh, <laughs> turn as a he certainly uh, doesn't need player. the money. No, no. Um, My two-word review of yesterday, not super. <clears throat> Chiefs couldn't mount a uh, comeback. The ads were fine. Halftime, though the halftime show isn't for me, but uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of modern pop music, but just as spectacle, it was fine. Mm. Yeah, I, thought, I liked the game, but I was rooting for Tampa Bay. Boy, 30-year-old would me would not understand current me, because oh, I was no. such a huge football fan and such a big Chiefs fan. Jeez, how many years did I wear a Chiefs jersey to uh, sports bars? Well, interestingly, 30-year-old Joe, who knew you at the time, would say the same thing I am now. You're a fake fan. You're a bandwagon <laughs> jumper. I'm not really a fan at all. I just I've watched. <laughs> well, to the extent that you are, you're fake. I've watched three NFL games in the last three years, all of them the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, I hereby declare you an honorary chick. Miley Cyrus gets skankier every time I see her. Oh, did you see boy. her in the pregame show? Any too much sexism? <laughs> Singing with Billy Idol. I did not. With I was Billy Eilish, who looked 75, because he might be 75. Think he's got to be close to it. Billy friggin' Idol. Well, anyway. he's, he was making smash hit records uh, in the punk era, like 78. He's 65. Okay. But she wears, um, she wears skanky clothes and does sexy dances, and I don't personally know a dude who thinks she's hot. Are there guys who are into Miley Cyrus? Cause she she just... was married to a Hemsworth. Hemsworth's yeah. don't exactly have to, to to take what comes their way. No, no, right. indeed. She, she does not come off as sexy to me. She comes off as you. Just hey, everybody, how you doing? Here's my crotch. Yeah, here's my crotch. If you wanted where it was, it's right here. Oh, so that's where the that's where the crotch thrusting was because there's none in the halftime show. No, I've become accustomed to middle aged women thrusting their crotch at me, and there's practically none. 
Anyway, we'll talk more about the Super Bowl. Uh, you're not supposed to say the, are you? Yes, you are. Oh, please don't just say Super Bowl. You're not supposed to talk that. about the Super Bowl. It, no, it makes my skin crawl. I can't do it. It seems weird. I can't wait for World Series. Sound like an ass. Stop saying it. I liked the national anthem, and my kids particularly liked the uh, flyover with the stealth bomber in the middle. Oh, Take that, cool. China! Yeah. Take a look at that! We got quite a few of these, by the way. Just I keep it in mind. I can see it just fine. Stealth bomber. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> and there was some probably other special plane flying along with it. You didn't even know it was there. Exactly. There <laughs> were actually five of them. Yeah. That's the one to look out for. Yeah. Jack, you may have noticed I'm wearing gloves right now. Mm, I are. am going to continue wearing these gloves until we can open schools safely and protect the kids and the teachers. I'm keeping these gloves on. Okay. I'm adamant. So that means I'm right. That doesn't mean I'm spouting crap. (laughs) Which brings us to the president uh, and the interview with Nora O'Donnell that they aired before Super Bowl. Um, (sighs) And she asked him about opening the schools. And uh, and I got uh, my my, my blood started to boil a little bit as he answered the question. Yeah. how about we hear from him first, and then we'll hear from Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who is uh, used to run the FDA. He's one of the most respected scientists. And by the way, he's not saying something that's an outlier. He's saying what every single other person who runs the CDC, this administration and the last administration, Dr. Fauci has said it a hundred times. Whoever you ask says what Gottlieb says. So first, uh, President Joe Biden. Do you think it's time for schools to reopen? I think it's time for schools to reopen safely. Safely, you have to have fewer people in the classroom. You have to have ventilation systems that have been reworked. Our CDC commissioner is going to be coming out with science-based judgment within, I think, as early as Wednesday, as the lab what the minimum requirements are. Oh boy, one of the minimum requirements is you have to rework the ventilation system. Well, that won't cost much money or take very long. Here's Dr. Gottlieb on the same subject. The schools are not a vector of transmission, and especially children under the age of 14 are less likely to both get infected and transmit the infection. I think it certainly um, would be good to be able to prioritize teachers to get them vaccinated so they're not at risk from contracting the infection and spreading the infection. But I don't think it's necessarily a prerequisite. I think schools have demonstrated that they can open safely if they take precautions in the classroom. That's all over the country and all over the world. But I'm confused. They haven't reworked their ventilation system That's not what I thought it was. I'll find what I thought was the the right. But he says specifically, if the kids are are, uh, distanced and wearing masks, he doesn't say anything about ventilation. He doesn't say anything about expensive anything. Just wear masks and sit far apart. That's freaking it. And that's all they're doing at my kids' school, which yeah. has been open, uh, was open last year and this year. Um, that's what they're doing all over the country, and it's working freaking fine. And so the scientists say, just put the desks 10 feet apart and have more masks. The president of the damned United States, going completely against science, says you got to rework the ventilation systems in all the schools before you're going to be able to open them. Right, which means Just you have to lie. set aside an enormous, enormous amount of money to go out oh, to yeah. the schools and say, yeah, work on your ventilation system or whatever. I guarantee oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, legislation yeah. will oh, yeah. be written yeah. so that it, it's it, this is not some sort of giant sop to the ventilation industry, the HVAC no, industry. No, it's just a up, gift to the schools and the teachers and the administrators. Come up with a dollar amount that'll be sent to the school district and then, you know, check back in a couple of years to see if it ever got spent on the ventilation system, kind of like... Uh, 
you know, gas taxes for roads never gets to the sure. roads. Yeah. Um, but that is so damned maddening. One place yeah. that money uh, ain't going is the classroom. You know, like last week when the CDC director got up and said that kids could be back in school and then... <laughs> And then the Biden spokesman got up and said, uh, she was speaking in her personal capacity at the CDC. Yes, she was in the, in the room where she gives her speeches at the podium being asked questions. No, she was not. She was speaking in the capacity of the CDC. The sort of thing they would have called fact check, a lie, the, Biden, the Trump administration back then. But no, 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 no. All the rules have changed on calling people out, apparently. Biden said, that was the same network, by the way, like two hours apart. Yes. Nora O'Donnell yeah. talking to Biden. And what's her name from Face the Nation talking to Gottlieb? No pushback, as you brought up from the uh, journalist. Earlier today on Face the Nation, Dr. Gottlieb said we didn't need to rework the ventilation systems. Nobody's ever going to say that. No, of course not. That is so maddening. I was listening to uh, Sam Harris's podcast. What's the name of that again? Come to something or other? Eh, Sam Harris's podcast. He's uh, he's, uh, one of your intellectual types. He speaks very quietly and seriously at all times. I'm confident that if Sam Harris's hair ever caught fire, he would say, my hair is ablaze, in that tone of voice. <laughs> anyway, he was talking to a couple of uh, a co-hosts, and, uh, uh, oh, you know what? I take it back. Sam Harris was talking about this, but Matt Taibbi has a podcast, and he and his co-host hated Trump, and their guest hated Trump. And the entire topic of the podcast was how the American media has gone from nonstop irrational rage to nonstop syncophancy and how they are just so up Biden's shorts and so unwilling to do their jobs. They've gone from, you know, brand of sickening A to brand of sickening B in the blink of an eye. How could an alleged, I was going to say respected journalist, any journalist, how could a college journalist not Push back. Your own CDC says it's safe now. There are multiple studies from around the United States, from around the world. In fact, they are uncontradicted completely. There are no studies that even suggest there might be a flaw. They say it's safe. Yeah, that would not be a uh, an extremely difficult pushback to say a number of studies over a long time say it's okay to open the schools back up. Do you have studies that say it's not? Because there aren't any. Yeah, yeah, brutal. But nobody does that. A couple of quick emails. This is actually a letter to the editor in uh, Northern California, I believe. Can someone please explain to me how at this date, a year into this pandemic, only a handful of the most well-heeled children in this county are actually in school receiving an education? Meanwhile, the rest of us with students enrolled in public schools are allowing our kids to be used as political footballs by elected and union officials. How come there aren't hundreds of parents at every school board meeting demanding the reopening of all of our schools to in-person learning? How come we parents aren't demanding that teachers who refuse in-person education be regarded as members of a strike, as they are in other areas of the nation? The science certainly no longer supports the necessity of at-home learning, he cites the CDC. Wake up, parents. It's time to let the elected leaders of our communities, and more importantly, the corrupt teachers' unions, know we've had enough. It's time to turn up the heat. That needs to be said more often. Uh, like I was saying last week, we've, we've lost the ability to participate in democracy. Have I attended any school board meetings on Zoom or in person? No, I have not. And this from Aileen Anonymous. Uh, mentioned she's Fagafy, friend of Armstrong and Getty, over 15 years. Wow. Uh, she says where she's from, she is a teacher in a public school district. 
Uh, come March, it'll be a year that we've been doing strictly distance learning, and I hate it. It's tough ha- hearing how teachers don't want to go back to work and how we are hated, no longer heroes. And I want to say a lot of us are dying to get back into the classroom. I've emailed every single board member, our superintendent and assistant superintendent, stating we need to reopen now. But I am just one voice. I just recently pulled my first grader from our district, from my own school, and put him in a private Christian school. I wish I'd done it long ago, and I wish more people would do it. It's costly, but my district will now know that I pulled my own child. It's my little way of saying F you to them. I feel like they're cowards for not reopening. So we're trying to get back. I don't know what else I can do. Wow. I've got some stats that are out today about the mental health of kids, but I'm not going to get into that now because it's too sad. We've done enough anger and sad for one segment, I suppose, but it's just it's just awful, just freaking awful. And the damned president of the United States has now thrown out a new one. We need to rework the ventilation systems. Unbelievable. Well, even if even if you were going to do that and give the money, how long would that take? There's no way it happens for this school year. You get all the school's ventilation systems reworked so the kids can get back in school. Not well, a chance. It's keeping in mind it is uh, it's a kabuki theater. It's a pantomime. So they could issue the gigantic checks. Which would be stealing from taxpayers. Say, uh, change the filters up to uh, re- replacing your entire system. Uh, it's your judgment, depending right. on your local needs. And then a week later, all of a sudden, oh, now it's safe. Yeah. Um, I noticed the drummer in Miley Cyrus's band was wearing a mask. I'm thinking not from the COVID, just whatever you might catch from Miley Cyrus. That's yeah. what I'm guessing. Yeah, that's probably a sensible precaution. <laughs> <laughs> STDs are a thing, kids. Has Billy Idol been checked for anything, having sang that close to Miley Cyrus? I think Billy Idol brought his own beer to the party, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hilarious. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's like milk made for humans. It's like milk made for humans. Wow. Wow. No cow. No, no, no. From the halftime show. So uh, that's one of the ads from the Super Bowl. I'm in the advertising business, so um, I always look at ads as how effective they are, and I thought that ad was incredibly effective for mm. selling stuff. A lot of the ads that are very, very popular every single year, I always think, how does that sell anything? I remember it was funny, and I remember the celebrity. I don't remember the product at all. That I think one part I... of that's about the buzz later, because they repeat over and over again what it is, but what what was that? I must have been letting Baxter out in the backyard. I missed that. So there was a guy just sitting in a field, and you just see his head, and then you think, what the hell is this for a long time? It draws you in. Um, and then he's singing about the the milk that doesn't have a cow, and I think, oh, okay, mm. so you got some sort of milk that's not involving cows, and Alterna you say it's really milk. good. Yeah, and my... Mm. I, uh, you that, know, that was not just a person. That was the CEO of the company. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Putting oh, himself out there, singing. And I got people in my family who don't react well to uh, to real milk. So I thought, oh, we'll check that out. That's an effective ad right there. My daughter's lactose intolerant, which yeah, I think go. is 
a little racist. Has she tried intolerance? Being tolerant? Uh, yeah, right. no. Try right. tolerance. I can't find a print <laughs> version of the ad meter thing. Do you have that online? Oh, uh, I'm sure I could find it. Yeah. Uh, who, who, what were the most popular ads this time around? Um, and I always like what finished last. Usually, some PSA for. Ingrown toenails or something finishes last. Yeah, yeah. There was an awful lot of just the overall theme. Certainly, there was a lot of uh, we're a racist nation and we need to work to get over it. Oh yeah, a lot of that. And um, and why don't we all come together? And by come together, I mean you come over to my side. Yeah, you just (laughs) lie down and let us kick you. You start being like us. That's what I mean by coming together. Counting up from number 10, Jack. Number 10, Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. 2020 was a lemon of a year. What happened to Budweiser wasn't going to advertise? Yeah, Budweiser did. wasn't advertising Bud Light. Those are, they, and they Bud just, Light Lemonade and Bud Light Tea and, and, and Budweiser Milk. And, they break those into different categories? Yes, absolutely, okay. yeah. To get us to say the name. Uh, number 9, Flat Matthew. That, oh, that was, was pretty uh, good. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I like that. Was, that, that was uh, amusing, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight. But what was it an ad for? Doritos, the okay. new three-dimensional Doritos. What All Doritos that, are three-dimensional. Yeah, what does that mean? My well, son said, I, wanna, said, I got to try point. those, and I thought, what do you think they are? I don't know what they are. You're eating Doritos right now. <laughs> First of all, Sean, thank you. <laughs> Sounds like something I would say. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're kind of big and puffy. Okay. They're not flat, is the point. Number eight, State Puffy Farm. burritos. That's a Cheeto. <laughs> State Farm. Drake from State Farm. That was amusing. That was a good ad. Yeah, it was that a was body a, double for the the other guy. Well, the best part of it was not that, though. It was the uh, Ant-Man um, being... Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. yeah. Paul Rudd being Mahomes. That's what was funny. <laughs> uh, Cheetos, It Wasn't Me, with uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and Shaggy, mm. right? It Wasn't mm. Me. Remember that song? I remember that. I song. just can't. I'm just so over the whole Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis thing. I just, I, I don't need yeah. to see them ever again. Yeah. yeah, the ad was fine. But, but, but she's pretty. Overall, way too much just uh, nostalgia reaching for me on all these commercials. How yeah, stupid was that Jason Alexander spot? Oh, weird. Who, who, who wanted that? And we, like Big Bird and Wayne and Garth both shilling for food delivery companies. It yeah. felt weird dystopian esque. We me. got this. Gotta yeah. love all the 80s themed Super Bowl advertising to Gen X. Apparently, baby boomers are dead. Gen X is broke. So, Gen X's time has come. Mm. That would seem to be the theme of the Super Bowl. Well, it m- swung and missed on me. Number six, maybe my favorite, uh, Will Ferrell, the General Motors. Uh, yeah, that spot. was good. That that probably hey, was my favorite of the day. Hey, Michael, can you turn my audio up? How much trouble would that be? He's got to like flip uh, twenty seven. Yeah, there you go. I'm here in oh, Norway. All right, hey. damn it! <laughs> Norway sells way more electric cars per capita than the U.S. Norway. <laughs> well, I won't stand for it. With GM's new Ultium battery. Well, we'll we'll get to the funny part later. Trust me, it was funny. <laughs> The uh, fact that he walks around with the globe on his hand yes. the entire commercial is really the key, I think. Yeah, a lot of mockery. But the ad worked, I think. Yeah. Uh, Toyota upstream. Oh, that was the uh, the Paralympic swimmer gal. Mm. Yes. With the amputated legs. I fast-forwarded through that. Does that make me a bad person? Yes. Yes, it does. Kind of. It was nakedly, emotionally manip- manipulative, and it worked on me. Mm. It, it worked. It's just beautiful. Uh, let's see. Number four, the M&Ms come together. Uh, the guy who was... Uh, Oh, oh! You were offering M and M's as an apology for whatever. I, I, I thought it was lame. Uh, Amazon Alexa's body mm. didn't see that one. Yeah, that one was too sexy. 
I wish I had fast forwarded through that one with the the kids watching. That was a very sexy ad. Yeah, I I, uh, I realize that frequently we have a different opinion than the masses, uh, partly because the public is an ass. And I was watching with a with a nine year old and a ten year old on the couch, and so I had I had to be careful. Yeah, of what was yeah. going to be on. Way too many scary promos, like about murder and dismemberment. Yeah, for children. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the promos for the shows are, are often brutal. Uh, and the top two slots, my friends, both Rocket Mortgage. Tracy Morgan and Joey mm. Bosa, certain is better, was number two. And uh, number one, uh, the Tracy Morgan, Dave Bautista, and Lisa Koshi, whoever that is, certain and certain is better. It's hard to ever beat Tracy Morgan at anything. Yeah. Yeah. Very few people just make me involuntarily yeah. belly laugh yeah. for reasons I still don't understand than Tracy Morgan. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't understand either. Nobody understands. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, good for him. We'll get to the bottom ones uh, if you want. Uh, the... Is impeachment starting today? I guess it starts tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm told. I thought I had been told it started what on is today, Monday. Pre-game coverage? <laughs> uh, yeah, pre-game. Uh, Miley Cyrus is going to sing. There'll be a flyover. And then impeachment starts tomorrow. We'll bring you up to speed on a number of things. Uh, coming up. Also, the very people causing, calling you a racist are saying racist things again. Armstrong and Getty.